0: Yo, 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 and welcome back to Creeps and Crimes. Podcast. I'm Taylor. I'm Morgan. Happy Thursday and happy episode 174.
1: 174. Mm -hmm. wow. How's everyone's week going? You know, we haven't commented in a really long time about- (laughs) We say that every week. I know, but like, really though, like, I can't remember the last one. Where we to were, think though, 160 was the last one, or 165, because we were drinking and we we're like, we could still handle a drink or two. True. Yeah,
0: I just cannot believe 174 fucking episodes. That's insane. No,
1: that's crazy.
0: What are we gonna do for
1: 200? When does 200 fall? To, oh, I actually mapped out our calendars to 200. It's
0: probably like,
1: let's see, in
0: the middle of the busiest months of the world,
1: <laughs> the, literally, of the world of the, the year. craziest time of the entire world. Um let's see if I can I don't oh, understand do what's happening so right now. Fun. Um, do you want to hear something crazy? Sure. I can't remember what it was. Oh. <laughs> Hold on one second. I'll tell you once I figure this one out. Well, okay, here's here's what I know. 190 is May 9th So Don't tell me it falls in June. Wait, don't does it tell fall me. on my birthday? What if it fell on my birthday? That'd be crazy. That would be crazy. Okay, so what did I say? Uh what date was that that I just said? 190 is June 9th, May 9th, May mm, May 5th. 190, so ni- 91, 92, 93, 94, um, 95, 96. No, mine's 97, and my birthday is on a Thursday. No way. Yep, that never happens. That never happens. Wait, I forgot. I totally just forgot. 97 what falls we were at. on your birthday. 97, 98 is the 4th of July, also on a Thursday. Interesting. 99, 200 is July 18th. Whoa. Whoa. That's crazy. I
0: didn't even think it'd be the season. What the fuck are we supposed to do? What are we supposed to do?
1: I don't know. What did you do? How did we get here? I don't know. Who are we? I mean, for 150, we had, and that's what we drink on. So I don't know that we will ever in a million years top that. I Yeah, no. There's no Who way. the hell could we get on this thing that would just top a creeps and crimes pipe dream? Like, <laughs> I don't no know. One. I can't even think of anything else that we've talked about this entire time. Fuck. I don't even. Yeah, know. guys, that's nuts. Wow, that makes me kind of sick.
0: It makes my heart go pitter patter. Yeah, little bit.
1: my heart. I'm. I got a really big wave of anxiety as soon as we realize that. Just so everyone knows, because. And while
0: June sucks, July always sucks a little bit more.
1: Yeah, it sure does. It's when shit
0: hits the fan, especially this past year.
1: I just shit hit our
0: fan. (laughs) July, two two years in a row. June, July, murderous. I really think, no, we can't even do it this year because I'm gone. All of April, May, basically. What were you about to say? I was going to say, we need to pre-record eight episodes to get through June and July so that we have no touch to it. Swear to God. I don't want to look at
1: it. I want them to be, I don't, I want our emails to be closed and I just want them to go out. Honestly, in May, we should dedicate just like. A weekend to recording as many not the, the only intros just we cases record is patreon yeah seriously just knock out apps,
0: we don't exist no ones. i would
1: do i would do the cases and we can mix and match like do whatever we not did do. that once that yeah was fun. that was really fun i wonder if you guys how you guys would even well the thing about it is though i like the the net like of us being present in it because we know what we're talking about but for in dire situations we do need to have a backlog like we have I don't know. we have patreon yeah but like a but lot of you guys any, have already heard any it anytime
0: we're like let's store this as a backlog one we either lose it or two we're like
1: i don't want to record this like you want to just post that backlog <laughs> yeah like we use it as such an out we need to hand that to someone and have them lock it away lock it away and like there there has to be some serious interrogations to get <laughs> it out of this locked box we that have to be in. put into a room with
0: a, with a one of these in
1: yeah and if there's a case that we've covered that we want to use because it's like you know relevant For some reason We have to replace it With something I agree I think we should do that
0: Who is gonna be Our hoarder of We can make Marley do it Lockbox
1: Marley, Marley, Marley would do it, do it. Marley would Marley And she be like, would no. be We'd
0: be like This is the excuse And she'd be like Nice try ladies Exactly Get your fucking notes She's done. the only
1: person Who would be just as like Militant about it Yes yeah, she would Who are bosses in our head Marley you're signed up Marley guess what it's you <laughs> I don't know when You're gonna get one I don't know when It's gonna happen <laughs> But we'll we'll like, we'll put it in a um, Google drive And I'll put a lock on it A four digit lock That only you know the lock <laughs> Then me and Morgan Are gonna be sitting there Trying to pick it be Like you're locked out All <laughs> yeah. contents have been deleted like, Oh my god no, oh my god i saw the funniest fucking tiktok today i sent it to you but it was uh this guy he was like how it's how it feels like when y- you do the two oh, step it. verification with gmail like what's your name <laughs> yeah and you're like g it's me it's me g and like oh sorry man well if you could just you know i hate google for that dude but they got their shit on lock you then. got their shit on lock on there but it's so crazy because if me, either morgan and i get like a code from creeps and crimes no matter what login it's for it could Mm -hmm. be for something that we don't even fucking use anymore both me and morgan is that you was that you did you i just saw we have to send like just me yeah hey that's me does anybody feel like this past weekend by the way guys uh this is our first monday recording welcome back Oh this is our new This schedule. is our new schedule This is it It, this it is almost didn't stay. Fucking happen today I almost texted Morgan and was like You know we can't I move it I knew you the- But then I was like you have a wedding my- dress tomorrow yep. And then I have a doctor's appointment In the morning yep. And wedding dress with her So I was like We can't yeah, move it I was
0: I had a horrible day today mm-hmm. You too mm-hmm. That's what I'm You know I'm calling my CEO right now I'm the CEO of being fucking bothered Everything is bothering me Look at me the wrong way Jail
1: Jail Playing Rocky Top in the car Jail Crying Sob Jail Sobbing On repeat To Rocky Top In the car on repeat No I said I would be crying too But Scrolling through Instagram Bothered Bad I had to almost delete my instagram app today because i was about Bother. to block We're, a bunch of people you're the ceo being bothered too today. why can't we just know live our lives four un- days bothered. in a row i've been bothered logan said to me the other day he was like i don't want you to get mad at me when i and you know it's bad if logan doesn't come in hot mm-hmm. to something because logan normally be like what the fuck's your problem why are you acting up like that yeah no logan came and like sat down beside me on friday or saturday and was like hey are you okay and i was like no actually yeah but i'm just tired of being nice like i'm really fine and i'm I'm i wasn't being like a bitch to him by any means but like i was just saying what i was thinking like Mm -hmm. i i turned my frontal lobe off the other day it felt great and i let it out for a whole day i was just spewing shit i was just letting it out and logan was like maybe we should lock your phone and put it away while you're in this mood that's also another thing we should have is one of those uh timer boxes yeah yeah I wish there was like a you know how when it says do not disturb and it says like hey morgan has her notifications on do not disturb i wish it would say taylor has her notifications on uh do not enter or fuck around and find out basically or fuck around and find out like unhinged can't keep a filter on i just frontal lobes off i
0: don't know i i really truly like I would say the last couple of years of my life, I'm pretty. I'm a pretty unbothered person. Mm-hmm. Like a lot, I don't let a lot of shit get to me. even too
1: busy to be bothered. With yeah, but else.
0: my god, lately I am fucking bothered. I yeah. am floored by every little thing. I want to rip people's heads off.
1: I am bothered. I'm the actually. I'm gonna go off of my also bothered CEO with you, but I'm gonna say I'm the CFO. Oh, I'm the CFO of needing to get. Comparison is the thief of joy tattooed across my forehead. All right. Yeah, you need that. I think I need it everywhere. And um tattooed on your tits, man. I swear to God. Swear to God. I need it on my like happy trail. <laughs> Going down, straight down. Stacked letters. You know what we should get? A tattoo? Tramp stamps. Let's do it. Four, four, four. <laughs> put we'll this get a four with Trip like answer. fucking squizzly four four, four 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 the four in the middle is big like a monogram bye like a slot machine <laughs> seven, seven 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 oh that would be cute honestly though I'm kind of having to say I think two two two's coming back in. Yeah no for me eight eight eight. Oh yeah. Well that was what I saw in my twenty twenty four vision. Mm-hmm. But I haven't seen her since then. I've no, only been seeing, seeing two, two 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 good chunk. Yeah. Good chunk. Yeah, so I think I'm gonna, uh, I don't know what I'm, gonna, maybe I'm going to tattoo, maybe that'll heal me, but I feel like this weekend, do, 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 like, went by so fast. No, it was fucked up. Well, by the way, like we said, Monday today, right? Well, Monday before you listen to this, well, um, the <laughs> snow, from the time it fell a week ago exactly, for the first time, the first little fucking flurry that came down, it just, just melted off the roads today.
0: It's still not fully.
1: No. There's still patches.
0: Knox County has been out of school now for nine days.
1: They're also out tomorrow, which is Tuesday.
0: That's fucking crazy. I, I don't know. Uh, let me, I'm going on a rant here about Take my it. future husband. Oh, Lord. Our house is not holding heat. Taylor knows. We all know. You've heard us complain about it before the years pass.
1: We all know as a group.
0: I sleep on the window side of the room.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Big fucking mistake. Big fucking mistake. I'm freezing yeah. at night, guys. I literally have a, like my thing that I bought for my back. Mm-hmm. I have it on my back. I have another heating pad across my stomach. I have a layer of sheets, my giant comforter, and then that king size blanket folded. So actually, just two. Yeah. And then Ollie also on top of me. Right. I've got layers and I'm still freezing. I cannot sleep whatsoever. I feel, I, I don't know if I'm imagining this. I, I'm not. I can feel a
1: breeze. Coming in from my
0: window, blowing cold air on my fucking face.
1: I feel it too. And I'm not even in that house. And I still, I can keep heat. And just, I had to switch sides with Logan. So that's, well, that's what you told me. Yeah. Because we talked
0: about this. So I said to Aaron. You can feel it. It feels like a fucking like. Literally, I said, because he texted me. He's like, I did not sleep good last night. And I was like, it's because we're so fucking cold. mm -hmm. I've been asking you to go get the fucking space heater from Walmart. Yeah. And you won't go get it. And he was like, no, I could have slept with no blankets last night. I was so hot.
1: Oh, solution. And I was like,
0: we're, we're, sp- or we're switching sides. Yeah. And he says to me, well, how am I supposed to protect you from the door if you want to sleep by the door? Because I'm always like, I'm
1: not sleeping by the door. I'm
0: I'm vulnerable there. <laughs> and I was like, I'll take my chances. I'll and he's like, chance. I'm just not comfortable with that. I don't want to be able to not protect you. He's He's fucking around with me at this point. Yeah. And I'm like, we're switching fucking sides. Point blank period. You're buying a space heater today. I didn't ask. We're switching fucking sides. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I think it would throw me off my equilibrium. Oh, uh, Not not the equilibrium. Oh, equilibrium. I think it would throw me off my equilibrium. And I just don't think that I could sleep on that side of the bed. I'm going to get worse sleep if we switch spots. Let so him here's know my option. That you're going to kill him. I'm going to one, fall asleep before him tonight. Two, roof On him. his side. Two, roofing him. Three, I'll sleep in my room. Yeah. In the office, that
1: shit's Warm. hot. As fuck. Yeah.
0: So anyway, that's my that's my drama. That's my venting session.
1: I think I think you take your chances. I think um, so too.
0: And I've been taking the um, uh, melatonin, the sleep gummy that we gummies. got me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I've been sleeping, I've been doing really Let good. Me with tell them. you something,
1: those motherfuckers would I, knock
0: your ass up. I am getting risky because last night it was like eleven thirty. Because I was blow drying my hair, I was putting the <laughs> curls in it. I was doing everything but my notes.
1: Yeah. Same. <laughs> Anything I was folding by, clothes.
0: Me too. Putting them. Not even just folding them. I was putting them Oh, away. I couldn't be
1: bothered to do that.
0: I was doing everything but my notes. And I was 1130 now. And then, you know, and now it's midnight. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm going to take another one. I'm getting real risky.
1: Oh you're in real risky So yeah. I took two I would have been in a coffin I
0: woke up And I needed to be at work In 10 minutes And <laughs> yeah. I still had to pick up Nicole You have to like <laughs> Fight for
1: your fucking life When you wake up I on was those. like
0: 20 minutes late
1: today <laughs> I swear Guys I-, I need to get the name Of these gummies For you guys They're downstairs I don't even know What the names are But we got these gummies And they were sent to us And they are so good Because you guys know We have to try everything Before we ever talk about it Because we're not assholes And <laughs> I told Morgan the other day I was like I took one and I think that these are drugs. I think that these are... are pumped with NyQuil. 52 <laughs> Benadryls. Like, I don't know what the fuck happened to me. But typically, like, if I take a sleeping med... And if I miss the mark to fall asleep in that sleeping bed, like the first time I get a little drowsy, yeah. I'm up all night and I'm hallucinating. Mm-hmm. So whenever I get that first little like, oh, I need to go to bed, I have to like get up, go to bed. I, and right. I can't be on the couch. Like it's got, I've got to be in the place that I'm going to sleep because if I wake up on it, I'm seeing the fucking hat man. So I go, the other night me and my mother-in-law took them and we each took one and we sat down on the couch to watch something, God knows what. And- Logan was so excited to turn this, whatever the hell it was that we were watching. And I hear him say, mom, are you asleep? And then no. I, as he says that, he turns to me and he says, Taylor, are you asleep? And I was trying to talk back to him to be like, you're in sleep. Now I was on in sleep. I was asleep. I was asleep. And I think I, would, I heard that as I was going into it, but I couldn't back out. And so he had to like, he literally was like, we need to go to bed right now we you got to go into the bedroom me and lisa both were like zombies trying to get to the bedrooms <laughs> It was rough. Like we he killed us. Oh, i have be,
0: been—they've been knocking me out.
1: I mean, cold, fucking cold, bitch. And it's
0: amazing because I'm already so cold mm-hmm. that I need to be knocked out cold yeah. that I don't—I don't want to wake up. Because I've been I keeping won't them as my
1: secret, my secret weapon. You know.
0: I know. I even opened up the other packs, and I was like, Aaron. I was, you know, giving him the rundown of mm-hmm. like how many milligrams mm-hmm. and like because I don't—I don't do edibles. Anymore. Oh yeah, they're, I don't, they're
1: THC and like melatonin and other I things.
0: I don't smoke. I don't. I don't do any yeah. of that and um i said to him i was like so this is one but this whole pack is 10 Mm -hmm. and then all five of these is 50 milligrams and he's like oh wow you know like cool That's great that's great i'm like should i take all five packs and he's like
1: what What?" no he's like i'm not dealing with you i'm like taylor said they're really good they're so they yummy taste good they're yummy. And i was like and
0: i really want to take them i haven't ventured into those yet yeah i'm would, only
1: on the melatonin right now but i would do five like a half pack i would go half pack
0: i don't even know i would i would truly i would like to just do one
1: just to say okay yeah it, that's yeah, it's one just, milligram yeah yeah like just it, it doesn't like f- it's just a micro dose yeah, yeah. I, I would no you don't need it anymore but i do when I take a microdose, I normally take two to five milligrams, but I've been microdosing a lot lately. Like I went through that pack quick because you can zip it back up once you open it, which is phenomenal because I only wanted one, but like you didn't feel anything from it. But if I, well, take, that's like, I don't want to get yeah, high. You don't, I, I want to yeah. like the two, the two though, that's where I I feel the anxiety go down. You know what I mean? Like I don't yeah. feel high, but I feel like, Calmer.
0: That's what I want. All of, but I'm not ready for those yet. Mm. I'm gonna stick to my. No, because you're not allowed to take a a fucking gummy. I'll
1: be sleeping ever again. The gummies are what got us to you being barren. I know, like bad. I know. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it It, all it takes is one. It was
0: actually what really did me in first was actually a gravity bomb.
1: Well, that'll well the that most giant one that you've ever seen in your life. Ever in my
0: life, that one will that one cut it off for me. I, I
1: think I would never have ever even thought about it again, honestly. If but I, I did done
0: for a year or so. Yeah, and then I was done. Back.
1: Yeah. It was crazy. Yeah.
0: How I just quit cold turkey.
1: You did. It was crazy.
0: It was impressive.
1: Remember when I almost passed out on that clip? By the way, fifteen point one thousand views on real.
0: No way. Yeah.
1: So. Just because you're funny <laughs> just because you know people love watching people almost pass out i guess <laughs> I fucking no but i mean i look like shit in that video like i look a fucking atrocious <laughs> but i was so funny i had to put it up because it was hilarious that's crazy yeah anyways about that everyone's really concerned about me and my blood sugar and I, of course we had to have one man come on there and just make sure that everyone knew that men also get hot flashes so it's not only a hot girl thing a hot boy thing too oh okay sir thank you for clarifying um and then oh side note wait we oh fuck what was it oh all the fucking northerners fuck off all right and everybody that lives in like super cold countries that were ragging on us for saying one foot of snow you don't understand yeah you, you don't and understand. morgan didn't understand either until recently she's from fucking pennsylvania
0: i i've had numerous feet of snow in my life but guess what the roads are clear that day or if not that day then the next day and they're salted our roads a week later it's 40 degrees out and they're still covered in fucking ice
1: yeah and it was a foot of ice yesterday now it's only because the sun was out today for the first fucking time so shut the fuck up when you're talking to us and then next Final thing. I made a doctor's appointment because you guys scared me so bad. And my doctor took me in. I called him this morning. He took me in for tomorrow at 9.45 because he was like, you're going to spiral. Yeah. Yeah. Good fucking call. I already called him and I was like, here are my possible diagnoses. And he was like, no, just fucking get your ass in here tomorrow, 9.45. So I'm going to the doctor.
0: Good deal. Show him the vid.
1: Yeah. I'm going to. (laughs) I can't wait to show him. Actually, he's going to love it. He's (laughs) going to be like, top tier this is it when's the last time you had a blood work recently right was october no october it was mine serious. yeah that was my last checkup but when i called i said i want to change my dose i want to discuss trying a different type of adhd medication because also i don't know if my, my new insurance will cover it because we just changed fucking insurance for 15 million blah, blah, blah. and then um the other thing is oh i was like and i think i'm dying like overall i think i'm dying
0: okay well if he's like i want to do thyroid testing no 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 can you say great
1: I'm i want like to x-ray a,
0: a text and you're gonna say i want all these and then he can't do that all there so then he sends you an order and you drive to me and okay
1: I'll, send and me the take list care of you i'll be there and i'll let you pull as much as you want to pull i don't care great and i'll bring us a snacky duncan <laughs> Dun- duncan yes Perfect. i wish they still had that red velvet on because it was so <laughs> fucking good no it was not what you didn't have it the macchiato no my god not the coffee the fucking donut oh i would never i wouldn't you know i would never get a sweet coffee like that i
0: saw a pink coffee and i said i'll try it it was horrible yeah i,
1: I would bet i would bet a million it was dollars really bad i got the the this donut
0: i didn't have that <gasps> it was so but i'm a big peppermint mocha girl now i don't know where that came from.
1: i love a good peppermint mocha
0: so oh yum. i think it's me probably <laughs> it was me because i have it downstairs yeah actually we've used it that tracks yeah all righty all right we got to get into it if you're driving throw that shit on cruise control if you got a glass pour that shit up and let's get creepy
1: all right what do you have for us today all
0: right Today, I will be talking about what's now known as the Ridges that sits very comfortably Comfortably. at the Ohio University in Athens, Ohio. Hmm. So, or was what? Hello. So today, I'll be talking about the Athens Lunatic Asylum. It's in the title. Oh, yeah. And it is still standing today and it is put to use. So the Athens Lunatic Asylum began operating on January 9th, 1874, But they broke grounds on the build in 1968, so about eight years beforehand, after they bought 141 acres um, from the Arthur Coates and Eliakim H. Moore Farms. Hmm. So the original architect for the building was a man named Levi T. Schofield, and the hospital grounds as a whole were designed by Cincinnati's Herman Hairlin, which also designed like the um, Ohio State University. Like mm. it's he's a pretty big it's like architectural architectural designer. Yeah. yeah. Um, but the design was influenced by Dr. Thomas Story Kirkbride. And we have talked about him before. I couldn't pinpoint, but I'm sure if I had to go through any of my asylum notes, he's in there. Yeah. He was this 19th century physician who developed a special type of design style for mental asylums, which are characterized by every, all of them had the same design. It was a bat wing floor plan and they had a lot of grounds and also they're like Gothic style architecture. Mm -hmm. So this was, or he implemented something called the Kirkbride plan. The main building was to have a central like administration building or admin building. And then they would have one wing on one side for men and then one wing for women on the other side. And each wing had their own separate dining halls for men and women. The main building was built with 572 beds for patients, which is almost double of what the Kirkbride plan had called for. So it's a pretty large asylum. Yeah. Um, Another part of his plan was to have basically a fully self-sustaining facility. Hmm. So we see this a lot throughout history. Yeah. um, Where asylums would function as almost like their own community, meaning they would have livestock, farm fields, gardens, orchards, greenhouses, their own dairy plant, their own steam plants to get power and their own carriage shop. And again, we've seen this plan before in many different asylums that we've covered. But who takes care of this self-sustaining facility? Surely not hired on employees to caretake the land. No, it is the patients. That's because labor, especially skilled labor, was seen by the Kirkbride plan as a form of therapy, while also being economically, quote, advantageous for the state.
1: Free work Yeah just say how it is Say it how it is You know I do understand like the therapeutic benefits of like If it wasn't how I'm sure it's gonna end up And how it always does end up but like the thoughts there, it's just that the execution never happens properly.
0: No. And no. also like, I don't know. To me, I think it's really fucked up. I think that if you have people going there for treatment, like, no, they don't need to be working a steam plant for no.
1: 48 hours to no, shift. Going in like, you know, exploring the garden and playing with the animals. Right. That's a different I, that's, story. That's what he meant, guys. Just so. Well, I don't we know. We don't know that's what he meant, for but quite, I think we don't know that's what he meant, things. but that's for sure what his wife meant. When, when she brought it up Yeah because yeah, You know that's 100% she, 100%, <laughs> 100%. <laughs> um,
0: Over the years The hospital grew From 141 acres That were originally purchased To over 1,000 acres Whew. They expanded Built their own dairy barn Their own beacon school They had a receiving hospital A center hospital And a tubercular or tuberculosis ward The main building Was expanded To include a laundry room And a boiler house And then they built on Seven different cottages To hold more patients But these cottages Were more like Dormitory rooms, so it was just one giant room with like fifty beds in it.
1: Oh, they're so like not a like, bunker.
0: They're not like cute little cottages. No, they're like they're like, oh, we have cottages that you yeah. Can you're in room. You're in cottage seven. Welcome
1: to the military.
0: And they're like, why well, is there fifty other people right
1: in the same cottage? Looks like you're in Cadet Kelly.
0: <laughs> By the 1950s, the hospital was this is so fucked up. The town's largest employer with 1,800 patients as their employees. Oh. On a 1,019 acre, 78 building campus. God. It was fucking huge. At its peak, the Athens Lunatic Asylum served these counties. Adams, Athens, Gallia, Highland, Hawking, Jackson, Lawrence, Morgan, Perry, Pike, Rose, Scodio, Vinton, and Washington counties. That's crazy. Fifteen counties is what this asylum is servicing. That fifteen counties
1: is huge
0: yeah like that's their dairy that's their power it's crazy within two years of its opening the hospital was renamed the athens hospital for the for the insane later the hospital would be called the athens asylum for the insane and then a lot of names athens state hospital southeastern ohio mental health center athens mental health center athens mental health and I'm not finishing that one. Is there I don't a tenova like that. in there? Then tenova. <laughs> Athens mental health and development. And then finally, Athens Mental Health Center back again. Their first patient of the asylum was a 14 year old girl. She was admitted because she was thought to be possessed by a demon by her parents. Therefore, they wanted her out of the house and they locked her away. Not in a church. But she was just epileptic. Oh. From 1874 to 1993, this was a facility for people with all kinds of mental illnesses. People who were admitted were Civil War veterans, bad behaving teenagers, displaced people, elderly people, and also with all of them were violent criminals. Right. Back then, there was an enormous list, which was used as a like manual for admitting people into an asylum and there were things like menopause menstruation issues alcohol abuse epilepsy and even asthma were quote illnesses that needed to be treated in asylum but the main reason that people were admitted to this asylum was masturbation Uh, but the reasons were endless and actually the trans allegheny lunatic asylum provides like a very detailed list of reasons as to why people were admitted during this time and it is insane and it's really long so i picked out a couple of like the craziest that we can t- chat about um the first being you will be admitted to an asylum if you have ill treatment from your husband your husband treats you bad you're getting locked away i'm reverse that this is my favorite quote imaginary female trouble what? who jealousy <laughs> obsessive novel reading overaction of the mind me over study of religion i'm so fucked tobacco ah political excitement Uh. wanting to leave your husband death of a son in war which is grief fevers quote woman trouble what
1: yeah What?
0: who like that's like their menstruation and like
1: women trouble uh <laughs> <laughs> you're uh, in the, women, uh, locked away imaginary women trouble and real ones greediness
0: quote rumor of husband murder <laughs> rumor sexual abuse like you're the victim <gasps> being gay oh. self-abuse self-harm oh. believing in superstition huh and postpartum depression oh the list goes on it's Dude. literally like Like kicked in the head by a horse, fell off a horse, fell out of a tree. So they just went to the hospital? Basically, you breathe wrong and... You could be admitted. Or if someone wants you out of their life, if your husband wants you gone out of the household, they just need to come up with a reason. She fell out of a tree. She's been acting crazy. She may never have fallen out she of a tree. She has imaginary
1: female problems. They
0: say you fell out of a tree and you're acting insane, so you need to go to the insane asylum. But then when you get there, even though you never fell out of a tree, you're like, I never fell out of a tree. They're like, yep, she's you're insane. You're fucking crazy. believe the husband admitted. It's fucking nuts, dude. That's crazy. It's actually, honestly... Seriously, heartbreaking. No, that's fucking whack. Yeah. And as part of the Kirk Bride method, once you're admitted,
1: all family contact gets cut off. Thank you, Kirk Bride, for absolutely nothing. Right. Like, I feel like,
0: honestly, a good form of like rehabilitation or like treatment is having support from your loved ones. And also, really fucked up that postpartum depression is on that list. So you're pulling mothers away from infants from their babies newborns Um, but according to him this was the best for the patient which in this case could explain why some 700 women and 959 men who died during their stay at the asylum were buried on the grounds with only a number on a headstone Hmm. the majority of the original patients were admitted by court order or by their own families early on the ridges as it became known was recognized as a very calm peaceful place that benefited the health of its patients and it was for the first part a lot of people would attest to that that it really was like a good facility to send a loved one if you believe that they're going through something right
1: especially like in the early days of it because you know they're gonna be on they're on their game and everyone's excited about this and like wants it to be good right exactly
0: but as the number of patients grew over the years, patient care declined and many new and more invasive therapies were introduced like lobotomies, electric shock therapy or electroshock therapy, hydrotherapy, psychotropic drugs. They all came to play, all of which we know are extremely inhumane. Later, overcrowding further deteriorated any sort of patient care like they had them by the masses Stuffed into the carriages. Yeah, maybe it's
1: because you were taking everyone for the dumbest shit possible. Right. Menstruation. Right.
0: F- fake ideas. What was it? Fake thoughts. She she missed her period. She could be pregnant. I
1: Immediately don't Immediately to a lunatic asylum. And she's just on her period. Your husband beats you. And you're insane. You're insane. You get assaulted. You're insane. You're
0: insane. Fucking hell. Depression. Yeah, she's got to be yep. locked up. It's always women too. I Yeah.
1: Just, I, I well, it's because it, these yeah. men just wanted to go cheat. Her son died in war. We should lock her it's up in here and not let her talk to anyone. Why is she sobbing every day? If she's grieving. Because she's just lost her baby yep. in a fucking dumb ass war. Yeah. It's crazy. I knew you'd get fired up at that yeah. list. Pair me up. I'm definitely going to be in the lunatic <laughs> asylum. That's what you just said to me. no we've that already list, been admitted that list we've been admitted 10 times I, I would love to go through the list and just say like yep i went in there and just see out of 900 possible you outcomes, read too many books you're insane i went to barnes and noble this weekend i bought three
0: i'm immediately being admitted um, no you immediately would have been yeah immediately you're an obsessive novel reader yeah although i don't think the farmer's almanac is a novel
1: <laughs> i didn't end up getting that one i got oh. a crossword puzzle instead oh good deal <laughs> um what did you get the adhd i got um how to adhd and then i got ancient mythology from all cultures and it's so good i've read like all of australia right now it's alphabetical order so that's where i'm at right now the other one i got was that new fucking book a court of Thorn- Thorn- thorns oh, okay, and roses yeah. or whatever that everyone i'm just so tired of hearing everybody talking about it. i gotta figure out what it's about
0: maybe i will read that one after you
1: you should my mom said it was so good
0: that reminds me of flowers like in the attic the name of it mm, did you yeah. read those and watch those i did i, I,
1: I can't even remember up. them though
0: it's like the siblings get like thrown in the grandparents attic and yes, they're all, like, yes. incest and
1: flowers in that uh, yeah yeah God. Start having
0: sex with each other why the
1: fuck did we read that i don't
0: know i used to when watch the lifetime that? movies on it too
1: i never watched that it's
0: like one of my favorite series
1: i don't yeah i don't know i mean that that path led us here so whatever it was yeah
0: here it is here we are okay during the mid 1900s the mix of patients started to change as well because at this point they were accepting anyone and parents were just admitting their children to get them out of the house if they were misbehaving your son snuck out they're going to the to the asylum so the combination of overcrowding All of the new and inhumane invasive treatments and the change in the mix of patients led to a number of incidents, including the unfortunate case of Margaret Schilling, which is actually one of our hauntings. So we will come back to her story. But around the 1950s, the mental health industry rapidly was changing for the better. So research started to show that those who had mental health issues were not really posing a danger to the people around them. And it really wasn't necessary to separate them from their homes and their communities. And the public also was starting to become a little bit more aware of the risk and the inhumane nature of procedures like lobotomies and electric shock therapy that these asylums were hiding so very well from the public. Right. Um, And the availability of medicines for certain types of treatment was also increasing. And this allowed for patients to be treated without the need to be institutionalized. Right. They could stay at home and take a antidepressant right you know
1: we don't need to give them a lobotomy right right
0: um the Athens Asylum started to,
1: to I don't started know dicking
0: around dicking around <laughs> the Athens Asylum started to decline through the end of 1900s and they eventually closed in 1993 in the same year the Athens Lunatic Asylum property was deeded over to the Ohio University the college kept the property in great shape and it was maintained for reuse It is now used as a mixed-use development called the Ridges, and most of the buildings are renovated and turned into classrooms and offices and a museum. But the students will tell you that it is fucking haunted. Oh,
1: I can guarantee it.
0: Especially the cemetery where those 1,900 or so bodies were found in number-marked graves. And those are
1: the marked ones.
0: Yeah. This is spread across three cemeteries on the grounds. Most of these people were patients who were unclaimed by their family and are marked only with a number... So their names died with them by the 1980s, which is so fun. you drop your family member off. They never come back and you're never like, well, where's their body? You don't
1: go worry about them. You don't think of like, them again. People then had to have just like no morals. <laughs> I just don't. Could you imagine in today's time if your sister just like well, if you we just j- fucking saw it in that jail out in
0: Mississippi?
1: Though? You're exactly right. Like they never, you never heard from them again. I guess when you think that they're in like proper care, yeah. I mean, I, I who's to say too that these families weren't calling and being told that their person unable is unable to communicate with them. Mm-hmm. Exactly, they're not allowed to speak. Right, they can't talk. Remember, they're not allowed to have. Yeah, conversations.
0: By the 1980s, the cemeteries were no longer being taken care of and vandalism was happening as well as natural weathering. But today, this is actually huge. The National Alliance on Mental Illness is working to gather information about all the patients buried there. And they're restoring their headstones and the cemetery as a whole, trying to bring their memory back. Mm. Isn't that amazing? That is so So a lot of their archives of... like I'm assuming that at this point they've probably identified a lot of them but all of the archives are cut off right now because there's this big project by the National Alliance on mental illness to restore all of it but let's talk ghosts yeah So Margaret Schilling, I told you about her a little bit in the beginning. On December 1st, 1978, she was a patient there and she had mysteriously disappeared. As the story goes, she and several other patients were playing hide and seek with the nurses who then became distracted and they forgot to look for Margaret. The search began the next day when they realized that she was missing but was unsuccessful. Now, some sources say it was a month later, but others say it was January the following year. Oh, that is a month later. I'm just stupid because it was December. I'm like looking at 1979. (laughs) You're like, it was a whole year later. (laughs) It was a month later when a maintenance worker discovered her remains locked in one of the then abandoned parts of the asylum. Oh my God. Her autopsy showed that she died of heart failure, but she was found completely naked, lying on her back with her arms crossed over her chest and her clothes were neatly folded next to her body. But they suspected no foul play and that she probably just took off her own clothes, neatly folded them next to her in the middle of
1: having a heart attack, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. What? And that's that's how it was solved. And by the way, if I'm been abandoned in the back of a fucking thing and no one can hear me and I just am having to accept my fate that no one's going to hear me, then I'm not going to neatly fold my clothes. I'm not ever going to fold if clothes I'm again. If I'm clenching my chest going into
0: cardiac arrest, I'm not going to... St- Take my clothes off, and I'm sure as hell not going to fold them. No, like, but and even, you were playing even hide if that and was seek, like
1: prior, like playing
0: hide and seek with the nurses. And it is rumored here, a lot of the archives are redacted, and I've found a lot of them on the Ohio University's website because they do own the building mm-hmm. now. But it's a lot is redacted, and most of the archives are just pictures. But a lot of people did say that the staff there, they would like call the women to woo men Ooh. to um the chicken coop to like go pick eggs from the farm Mm -hmm. and that's where a lot of sexual assaults would happen so it was known that the staff was sexually assaulting a lot of the females there so you're playing hide and seek with a nurse and you're found dead a month later in a locked room
1: and you're just and you're a
0: patient who doesn't have access to these locked rooms
1: right and you just they didn't look into it though yeah clearly they
0: didn't obviously but even more interesting is the permanent stain that her body left behind imprinted on the floor there's pictures of it it is a white body imprint and it almost looks like chalk like how you like outline outline a body in chalk but it has been broken down and explained of being just the aftermath of like cleaning after cleaning and then all the chemicals that were used to try to scrub the stain away they were just crystallizing and enlarging the stain. So the more chemicals you add on, the more crystallization you're going to have. And the stain is not removable. But to me, I'm thinking Margaret's like, I'm not fucking leaving until you guys realize that I didn't have a fucking heart attack.
1: Right. Right. I'm going
0: to show everyone for the rest of history, for the rest of time that, Something happened to me up here Yeah So students talk about And I say students Because it's not open For like ghost tours Like ghost adventures Did do a show here mm-hmm. But there's no ghost tours you The just, only like, people That get to really venture through Is students at break-in. So students talk about Visiting or seeing the stain and in that room as soon as you walk in there's a drastic temperature drop and a lot of kids said that when they looked at the stain it like just took their breath away like they could not breathe that scared me
1: oh my god that scared the shit out of me
0: but to locate the exact room where the stain is is really tricky so the building one is heavily guarded especially at night because they know kids mm. and students try to go in there. Yeah. Um, and number two, it is a giant maze. And this was part of Kirkbride's plan. A lot of students that go in there and try to venture up to this locked ward at the top floor or wherever it is, they end up feeling really disoriented and lost and scared. And they end up leaving before they can find it. Apparently, there is a reason for this. So asylums, specifically Kirkbride plants, asylums, are structured and designed as a bit of a maze. And he did this to... Gave the illusion of freedom to people who suffered with dementia or Alzheimer's. That, like, they weren't in a confined space. That the asylum is bigger than it is.
1: That just doesn't seem safe.
0: It doesn't really seem,
1: I don't know. Ethical? Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Like, why would you need to give the illusion of space? We have a whole fucking campus with 32- Dairy farms. I was on a
0: Reddit thread and, like, it's like the university Reddit thread and kids were talking about it, you know and they were like we've tried to find that fucking room and we can't find it like how are you guys seeing this and
1: people Ooh. were like you have to go
0: up here make a left bigger right like giving directions to and they're like we literally do that it's not there
1: Whoa. Like, couldn't find
0: the room at all because it's like so confusing and if you look at like an aerial view of this asylum it's literally like just like zigzags dude it's crazy I want to go sneak in it. I know, me too. So the apparition of Margaret Schilling has been seen standing and looking at that window from the room that she was found in. Mm. And people also say that they believe she, like, stays, like, up in the ceiling, like, looking down on everyone. Oh, God. And they feel, whenever they go in there, like, this, like, feeling of being watched from above. So a lot of people recognize that as Margaret, like, just rising from her body and staying there staring at i would too her body
1: mark i mean she probably was doing 30 that. years
0: now and her stain is still there
1: that's so sad dude Isn't that it? is so sad
0: yeah the main building is now called lynn hall and today it houses music geology biotechnology offices as well as the kennedy museum of art
1: it's a variety of shit yeah it's a huge it's huge building yeah
0: they have seen in this hall or in this main building strange figures just roaming around others have heard disembodied voices footsteps screaming But the creepiest is the basement. So there's rumor that they would chain severely disabled patients in like the dungeon like basement. (sighs) And people have reported like when they go down there they hear the sounds of like chains being pulled. But there is no evidence that patients were ever chained to the walls there. Also in the main building is the ghost of the men's Bathroom. Ooh. Apparently, the men's room is heavy with activity. People feel the presence of others, and also a lot of shadow figures are spotted. Yeah. And there is a guy that has a long black trench coat that likes to walk around while you're in the stall taking a shit. You can see him through the cracks, but no one's ever fucking there. Dude,
1: I would literally never be able to shit. I would never, ever in a You amazing. think I'm taking a shit in Lynn Hall? Try again. Why do the men, why is it when it's a woman, she's in a white or a red or black lace dress. But they're in trench coats and tall hats. And they're all in like black trench coats. Top hats. Yeah, top hats dragging the floor. Like, true. Yeah, why is that our only form in the afterlife? I don't know. We're like, you know, we cross over and they're like, put on your trench coat. I think it's also just like a sign of the times. Yeah, I guess. But like, why are we seeing anything like
0: females always had like white nightgowns yeah or blue nightgown the woman in blue the woman in white yeah. the woman in red like that's what their... they would have
1: been wearing yeah
0: so i see like that is like their nightgowns and then i see men as like
1: their trench coats that's what they wore their yeah. top hats you know i wonder why we don't see more ghosts from like earlier earlier times let
0: me see a ghost pull up in some yeezys or like um or recent, like
1: a Perkin bag, I'd be like, "Shawty, no, I would literally not even be able to realize that that was." I think that's why we don't recognize them. Yeah, if there are, if they are here, what
0: if the ghosts in this time? So, if there's hauntings back in the sixties or whatever, what if the ghosts there are ghosts from us, like, uh, like time traveling back? Uh, and they're literally walking around in Fuck. like cargos and like crop tops
1: yeah maybe you can only haunt like behind like nike dunks another time than you you can't haunt your own yeah time. what if
0: you can't haunt your own time
1: i don't know someone's haunted before what come time would own. you
0: pick if you can't haunt your own time
1: oh oh i don't know i would pick a lot i don't know i I'd would like, i would be bebopping around i think so too i would go back and forward <laughs> i would like to go forward oh yeah i would definitely go forward for a little bit but then I, they'd be like wow she's dressed like shit yeah they'd be like the lady in, in cargos yeah <laughs> the lady in cargos the and lady, dunks the lady in beige the lady in beige <laughs> that's that's what every every ghost from our generation is gonna be like the sad crunchy what is it the sad crunchy ghost granola <laughs> ghost granola ghost but like that's, that's an e-boy ghost
0: <laughs> um okay so we have the guy in the long black trench coat can't take a shit the door to the bathroom will also open and close by itself. And if they're using men are using the urinals, they will hear footsteps like approaching from the door up to the urinal next to them. But no one's there.
1: I would be f- freaking panicking.
0: I would be so shriveled up. It's not even funny. <laughs>
1: I would not be able to finish peeing. I would just. Like, you know, it
0: might be like. Doo. Yeah. It just. Boom,
1: boom, yeah. Boom.
0: Yeah. It would never happen. Um, there's also a marbles ghost throughout the building. They just call it the marbles ghost. Um, so when people are on floors below, they always hear. It. They never see it in the hallway, but they're always below, and it happens on different floors. Um, they'll hear what sounds like hundreds of marbles being dumped out and just rolling down the hallway. That them. is
1: so jarring. Could you imagine ever hearing that? No. No.
0: Not in our houses. They're a little no. too vocal. No. If I heard that, I'd be like, uh, "Run! We're done. Run!" Um, In the cemetery people have seen shadow figures And orbs and then apparently in one of the Areas the shapes of the grave Form a perfect circle and it's Rumored to be like a witchy Meeting spot Mm. Like I guess a lot of like um, More so Students have seen other Students meet up there if they're like A little on the satanic side Mm. Or like you know Do you know what I'm trying to say here Like seances and shit Yeah yeah
1: we on the satanic side. They're going to do seances.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Seances and probably other stuff. Yeah. I mean, I'm
1: sure me and you would go.
0: Yeah. So today you cannot go visit the Athens Asylum. Very rarely can you get tickets to the tour that is provided by the Athens County Historical Society and Museum. But if you do get tickets, this is not a ghost tour. It is specifically like here's a history of the architecture
1: guys just profit off of just it just profit just profit off of but it but because
0: it's a fully operating school building it's really hard to get into unless you are a student and like i said it's heavily guarded so you can't even sneak in at night
1: who goes to school here i know but Give before and
0: apparently all of the ohio university is haunted because right next to the asylum property was a
1: bum bum bum, bum.
0: native american burial ground
1: so what they all say.
0: And they said, you know, let's take the asylum and then let's build a school right on top of this. I think we should ground. do that. Yeah. And it'd be like a
1: really great idea. Let's just disturb all of the dead. Let's just absolutely wreck people while yeah. they're just resting peacefully.
0: Yeah. yeah. We're going to build this giant building. We got to excavate 40 feet down. No problem. Disturb mm-hmm. it
1: all. Not to mention whatever. So fucked up. Dude, Ohio's got tons of gr- like haunted ground. Not haunted, but like yeah. just, you know ground Um,
0: their largest haunting spot besides the asylum of course is the fourth floor of wilson hall which is a dorm and it's on the west green area of campus so there's east green and west green Mm -hmm. the hall is right in the middle this is interesting so if you look at the dorm Mm -hmm. wilson hall is right in the middle of a pentagram that's formed by seven different cemeteries in the city of athens ohio so like not just on campus but like when you look at a map the hall sits in the middle of seven different cemeteries. That is fucked up. That's fucked. Appar- or apparitions have been seen. Voices have been heard. Doors slam shut by themselves and a lot of trigger warning suicide gets committed in this building like they have the Mm. largest number of suicides by students in wilson hall also on the west green area of campus is the convocation center or the convo for short this place is haunted by several ghosts mostly in the dormitory part of the building um an ra was supposedly allegedly killed by her boyfriend there and she's her apparition is supposed to roam there. They say another student who died there in his sleep will go and visit other students while they're sleeping. Oh my God. Yeah. And then there is Washington Hall that's in the East Green area. And the dorm there is allegedly haunted by an entire basketball team of either high school boys or girls. Sources differ. And this basketball team was apparently killed in a bus accident after they visited the university. So students in this dorm have reported hearing like running feet and bouncing basketballs like up at the top.
1: Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Anyway, I guess it's haunted as fuck. So who goes to OU? Because not Oklahoma, Ohio University. Yeah. Who goes there? Because I need to know.
1: No, I just need to know, like, how how active this area is. Yeah. Like, I don't know. That, that's I feel just... like there's something seriously sinister
0: at play here. If you're going to put one, you're going to, one, buy up this asylum. Mm-hmm. And then build your university around it.
1: It's. The and if the pentagram too yeah
0: and if one hall is the center of a pentagram i'm gonna go ahead and assume that the university is probably also the center of the pentagram well yeah because you uni- because how how big is the university truly
1: right but like here's my thing it doesn't matter okay let, let's say that this pentagram shit like it's just you know by happenstance i mean wasn't a big deal was not planned whatever whatever anybody wants to say fine that's what we'll say but like You know the history, you have read it, you have the internet, you have allowed ghost adventures to come in. You
0: also have the entire archives of the asylum that you won't release. And you're
1: doing a research study on it.
0: Yeah. It's crazy, dude. It's just pictures. Yeah, they've got to like... They won't release patient names because a lot of the patients were underage. They won't release patient names because a lot of them never got... They're still in the process of being...
1: Well, a lot of this being is identified. recent. Yeah. Too. yeah. Like, I mean, not-
0: 1993. 1993. That's not that long ago. Yeah.
1: I mean, it's a minute ago. But yeah. like 90s to me is like last week.
0: Yeah. The one thing that I found really odd, though, with this asylum and versus other asylums that I've covered in the past is that other asylums will straight up be like, it was horrible. Yeah. It was, they were mistreated. They were, you know, crammed. They weren't fed. They were not this asylum. No. All of that is... Redacted. The only thing on this asylum is there's ghosts and Margaret Schilling, the body stain.
1: And that's weird, too, because she was a minor. Like, why release that? Right. Why be so eager to release her name? Yeah. And, like, how do we even know that all these other instances that have been aligned with her other than just, like, where her body is, is? Like, actually
0: her. That's the other thing is that there is a lot of ghosts there Mm -hmm. but people will often just be like oh that's margaret that's margaret that's margaret
1: right because that's the only really truly known and then poor margaret she's just like i'm not fucking doing any of that
0: so they only made the news twice and it was her disappearance and then the that was the second time the first time is they booked a like serial rapist Uh, i forget his name he was like raping um girls on the ohio state university you would know his name Uh-oh. if you saw it yeah 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 but yeah, yeah. he also was booked here
1: have i covered that case
0: I, his name looked familiar i didn't write it down though i didn't think don't he was worry one about of it we'll figure it but... out
1: yeah we don't want to say his name but yeah whoa so and that's the only two that. times
0: that they have made the news and then you look in history so like maybe this one wasn't on... no they were all fucking horrible you're putting a nice pick in someone's eye you're you're horrible you yeah
1: annoying. But, like, I just feel like this, this, like, it's really
0: under wraps, and it's because the university owns it. And if UT had something like this, which
1: they do, like Pennsylvania with the Holmesburg prison, exactly. Yeah, it's just under wraps, it's just under wraps.
0: Redact all of it, the public doesn't even know that. shit We own this building, but the military
1: was involved in that. So, I, yeah, you can't tell me that the military didn't, there was no test ran here at this sweet little insane asylum, the only one in the entire earth that never got a test ran on it by the US military, right? Exactly. That's everything's redacted. But it's on. like,
0: like just think, like if the University of Tennessee had some piece of history like this at an insane asylum on their property, like a body farm, like a body farm. What are they going to do? They're going to pull everything away from it mm-hmm. and just be like, "Oh, you can come tour it, but you're going to look at the architecture." Yeah, we do have a body stain, but you can't find
1: it. Yeah,
0: good luck. And it's heavily guarded. Like
1: they have extra campus police around this building at night but clearly they're not doing anything because i'm sure if we got on youtube right now right you know we could pull up plenty of people that's been in there but they need to like they need to have more if you're gonna if you're gonna keep that hidden but you're gonna let just these little bits and pieces come out but not confirm or deny or talk about anything people are gonna go fucking looking for answers and now you've got people's lives on your hands right and heavy liability because then you're also putting it in these kids head that you know spinning the notion of like oh yeah people go here to commit suicide and take their own life and stuff like you can't say that on a campus and not address sh- shit like that's right that makes you liable yeah well i just
0: think i just think it's a little shady that everything is hitting on them and like the only reason people the rumor is that people were chained up in the basement was because people hear chains in the basement not because of them having actual, right. there's clearly yeah. a residual haunting going on there, and and that's why chains. people know that there were at one point someone was chained up in the basement because here so come is. out about it.
1: So what? Why not even confirm it like historically what it is? Right. I it's don't crazy. know. That's weird. I know. It's so weird. I could weird. see any
0: university doing the same fucking. Thing. Of course,
1: of course, yeah. It's just like, but like you said, they're like every other asylum. They make such big bank off of people right going and touring these things for ghost things like why maybe something more horrible than anything we could have ever imagined that's what i'm thinking and because if it if this was all fine and dandy and everything's fine then why would all these hauntings be there yeah wow that's anyway that's all i got oh well thanks so much (laughs) you're welcome uh all right well my turn i need everyone to bear with me because a lot of this is not german nice nice And I've looked up all the pronunciations and I put them in here, but God knows I'm going to fucking butcher it. So... That's fine. This is the case of the Hinterkaifeck murders. Okay. So in 1922, about 43 miles north of Munich, Germany, there is this small Bavarian farmstead that was referred to as the farm at Hinterkaifeck. I'm already fucking up. (laughs) And fun fact, according to Mental Floss, that this was... Because the farm was a half mile away from the town of Kaifek Kaifek and Hinter means behind.
0: Oh, so, cute. Behind. Not a family name.
1: Not a family name. Okay. Yeah, so it was just like the location of it. And living on and operating this farm at this point in time was the Gruber family. And it consisted of 63-year-old Andreas, his wife, 72-year-old Kazelia, their daughter, 35-year-old widow, Victoria Gabriel, her two children, 7-year-old Kazelia, and 2-year-old Joseph. And along with the family lived the family maid. Now, there's not really much to be said about the family themselves because of two main reasons. Number one, it just could be the fact that this is a really old case or that I have the inability to have to get access to it because not only is it German and really old but then also we know what happens in history after so a lot of stuff is lost but also number two main reason is that the family was known for really like keeping to themselves that is not to say that they didn't have like neighbors just because they lived on a farm and they kept to themselves because they did but like farm neighbors are different than Regular neighbors, which everyone knows what I mean by that, but like they would see each other, they'd be friendly, but it wasn't like besties or anything. So again, because of a combination of all these things, I can't do how I typically would you know, introduce you to the entire family and all their members and give you their story. But Victoria's daughter, Kazalia, the seven-year-old Kazalia, was enrolled in a local school with a lot of the other children, which were all their neighbors because, again, farming community. And they also, as a family, were heavily involved in their local church, like never missing a service in the choir So that was the extent of their neighborly or community friendly relationships while everything else was much more of a business relationship because Mm -hmm. they were wanting a farm or safety because other than the business relationships, like when you live on a farm, you have to keep each other safe especially back in this time back in the day before we could just like shoot our neighbors a text message that's like um do you see that creepy car driven by for the 15th time like you couldn't do that back then in the 20s Right. so what they would do is like walk across the street and be like hey just want to let you know some weird dude because it's all farms in this area too so like hey let me go down the road and let them know that some weird shit was going on because you were at higher risk of being Robbed, being in a farm or being attacked in some way because you had a lot with you. I mean, we've covered countless cases on this podcast during this time in every country around the world of people going to rob farms because they think that they have cash on hand to pay for, like you know, livestock, livestock workers to come out there and do stuff like little odd jobs. And yeah, you're right. Like a lot of farmers did have a lot of cash on them, a lot of guns, a lot of guns. Yeah, about Germany. I don't know about what's going on in Germany, but I assume so. I think as a farmer, you kind of have to yeah yeah but not to mention any of those like these are regular things that we know but like you can't really risk it in the 20s you don't have like security cameras trail cams all over every square inch of your property so you had to rely on your neighbors to let you know if something weird was going on and also look out for each other just to make sure that no one was being you know watched or anything and an example of like a weird thing that happened actually took place in mid-march of 1922 when andreas noticed some footprints in some freshly fallen snow it was a trail that led him from the forest near his home into the family's locked machine room but not out oh shit so he like looks all around no one's in there obviously it's alarming because no one should have been in that area except for him a but like then especially no one from the woods right so then he starts going to like all his neighbors and stuff to be like hey like did you come over and check something like thinking maybe someone had walked over after seeing something hearing something just went to check and was like oh they're good and walked back but like he asked everyone no one had been over there no one knew who could have made these tracks and they weren't familiar tracks which i guess like they had each other's tracks on lock i don't know either way it, it alarmed him, especially and everyone for that matter, because of some strange things that had been occurring in the weeks and days prior earlier that month in March of 1922, 1922. 1922, yeah, that's right. Sorry, I don't know why that sounds so crazy coming out of my mouth. Andreas found a strange Munich newspaper on his property. And he initially brushed this off, as anybody else would, to maybe like the postman was, you know, had this and accidentally dropped it, giving him the wrong one or accidentally dropped it, whatever it may be. But he was like, I know for sure that I have never ordered this weird Paper one and so he like goes around to ask his neighbors like hey did you accidentally get this dropped at my house da, 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 da. nope no one had ordered it so then he like asked around the town because this is a small like farming town no one had ever gotten that newspaper so he was like that's fucking weird why would the postal guy for only our area even have this right. and no one else in the area was subscribed to it and it was like a subscription so really weird and it just kind of creeped him out but again like he just kind of brushed it off thinking like whatever may have happened it happened but I didn't fucking order that. So it just kind of seemed like everyone had been messing, not messing their with him. farm. Yeah, but it just seemed like a, someone was messing with them at least. And some of the other farms in the area, but mainly it was focused on them. And they were, because, you know, you have to look out for each other when you live this life, like spreading the word about these footprints, the weird newspaper. That's what he did. The second that he saw those footprints, he went around, checked on everyone, told everyone, and then he went back to be with his family. Only to return to his neighbor's house the following morning, morning bright and early knocking on their doors to let them know that something else fucking weird happened because that night when he was asleep with his family in their home on this farm he's awoken by this relatively loud but like repetitive sound and he realizes that it's footsteps coming from their attic inside of their house so he wakes everyone up to see if everyone's in the house everyone's in their beds so he's like uh, we gotta go upstairs to the attic someone's in our fucking attic so he goes up there no one's there no sign of anyone and he's like What the hell So now we've got Weird footprints in the snow We've got Sounds of people walking around upstairs. We get this this weird. Am I being haunted? Right, like something really weird is going on on this property. And they actually went and searched their barns and all the like structures there, everywhere on the property, couldn't find anyone. So he goes back and tells his neighbors the next morning, like, yo, this shit's going on really weird. And he also noted, like, it was had just snowed. Like, if someone had walked into my house, I would have seen their tracks, right, all around, and there was no tracks anywhere. Either way, like, these are really, really weird things, and it. Added more for the family who was already concerned because even more so than they would normally. And I know I keep saying that, but like this was just a compilation of events. But just days prior to the footprints and the fresh snow, the newspaper, all that, they had lost one of their two keys to the entire farm. Oh, my God. No one took it. No one had the other one.
0: It was like stuffed away wherever they keep it safe. Right. And and it was gone.
1: So red flags. Right. For sure. Is someone messing around on your property or is someone messing around with you or is someone in your home? Like, it was just so vague. squatter. Right, like that's kind of what they were thinking, like a squatter, but they couldn't never find anyone. Again, they're like telling their neighbors, they're talking about it at church, they're talking about it at school and all this stuff just to make sure that the whole town knows about it. Yet when the, you know, friends and stuff that are listening to this are like, hey, let me come over and like help you or how about we call the police and let them know, get someone outside of this involved or at least report it. The family was like adamant, no way. We're not going to do that. But that was because they were convinced that this was not a real physical threat. And I say that because they believed that the Kaifik farm was haunted. In fact, six months prior, the family maid quit her job just abruptly, like left the house, did not come back because she was absolutely certain that the home was haunted by a dark entity but not just that the entire property mainly she could hear and see or whatever she was this entity in the attic making repetitive and strange sounds but at she added that she constantly felt while at this property like she was being watched
0: interesting mm-hmm. well I would have thought the same thing especially if I go up to check the attic and there was no one there right and there's footprints to the shop but there's no one in there and there's no footprints out like i would think the same thing
1: and we just had this maid quit who was like so so adamant like you have a fucking dark entity in your house they're probably thinking like don't call the police we're just letting you know yeah you know like this is we think we might just be being haunted by something that is really powerful and can steal stuff and misplace it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I could see why they would have put it off like that. I haven't been able to find anything where the former maid or anyone for that matter, like has gone into detail about hauntings or like what would be the source of it or anything like that. So I couldn't really find anything, but I did find that the far the farm was built in the early 1860s. So at that point in time in 1922, it was old, like relatively old, but not like 60
0: years, yeah. fucking
1: ancient by any means. Right. And so it could, I mean, technically, the land could be, the land could be, and technically, like it could be haunted. Anything can be haunted, but like. Mm -hmm. Either way, they end up getting a new maid. And her name was Maria Baumgartner. Now, at around noon on Friday, March 31st, 1922, so right after the footprints and all that stuff, which happened in mid to early March 22, Maria's sister drove her to the farm for her first day of work, dropping her off to leave her with the family and she like kind of stuck around for a little bit she introduced herself like was introduced to the family and like went in helped her sister get unpacked and settled in her room and then left the following day on saturday april 1st a coffee well two coffee salesmen arrived at the farm to take the family's orders per usual
0: why don't we have that why don't we have coffee salesmen that come to my house <laughs> why don't people come to my house why don't morning? you come
1: to my house with samplers in the but morning me know just bring me a cup of coffee i'll buy up. it we should do that coffee yeah. salesmen so um coffee salesmen come to the house and i would come to the farm per usual as they typically would at this time of year but like no one answers the door when they knock on the front door and the family was like nowhere to be seen on the property they could see from the house that the gates to the machine house were open but they just decided like okay if they're not here if they're here they don't they don't have time they're dealing with something they can't be here at the moment So we'll just come back like they were expecting us. So the two salesmen leave the next day, Sunday, April 2nd. The family failed to show up for church, with Victoria missing her choir practice and like being in the choir for the service. This is very odd, but again, the family pretty much kept to themselves, so not that big of a deal. Everyone noticed it and was talking about it, but they were just like, maybe they're sick, something came up, Mm -hmm. who knows. But fast forward to Tuesday, April 4th, seven-year-old Kazalia had missed now two days of school and Sunday school with no calls, no excuses, like no one sending in a note for her, nothing. Leaving everyone that knew the family to be very concerned and confused because like, this is unheard of for them, not to mention the fact that the family was nowhere to be found that Tuesday morning when Albert Hoffner, who was a local mechanic, arrived to repair an engine for Andreas. He, like, knocks on all the doors, looks through the windows, yells out towards the barn, yells out towards the farm, does not hear anyone except for the animals, so he's like, uh, maybe they had to go do something, whatever, and it, He forgot. Everything looked normal as if it was a regular Tuesday of them operating the farm. So he just assumed that they had gone into town to grab something and would be back soon. And plus, like he, the family had a close relationship with Albert. I mean, a mechanic and a farmer. It's like best friends ever. You're going to be with each other all day, every day, forever. 100%. that is that is the dude that you have on speed dial not your wife you know like that's who you're calling so he just was like fuck it the, whatever he was working on i'm assuming was like out in the open because he just walked over to it in front of the house and worked on it for four and a half hours family never came home so he was like i'll just come by tomorrow and see like again he works with these people all the fucking time he's not right. worried about them not paying him or anything so he fixes it and he leaves. Still no sign of the family. So later that day, 3.30 p.m., after learning that Cazelia had missed her second day of school, the neighbors are full-blown worried. Something is really wrong. So one of the neighbors named Lorenz Schillittenbauer? Schlittenbar- Bob, Yeah. Schillittenbauer? Bauer? He sends his sons, his two sons, 16-year-old and 9-year-old Joe johan and joseph over to the hinter kaifek farm to check on the family and not long after the boys return telling their father like mm, we knocked on all the doors we looked around we yelled no one was there no one came forward and immediately lorenz is like no no something's very wrong so he kind of does like a phone tree And Lorenz calls all the neighborhood men and he gets two guys to go with him over there to basically do a search party because this is a farm. So there could be a potential accident that would have happened. For sure. But then like, why would The the whole family be involved in this one accident? So that's what made them be like, we can't go just like walking over there. Like something's very, very, very wrong. So he gets Michael and Jacob over there and they're like, let's get armed up grab your guns, we're going over there, something's wrong, we need to go find what's going on. They get over there, and just like it did to Albert, like, looked like a normal Tuesday. Everything's in its normal spot, nothing looks crazy, the house was locked up, so they're like, all right, let's just go around to the barns and the other structures and just check inside. And at first, everything seems as if it's in its place. The animals were fed, the farm was tended to, nothing looked odd at a glance or out of place. They decided that they were going to enter the main barn on the property. And that is when everything changed. Because inside they found the bodies of Andreas, Cazelia Victoria, and 7-year-old Cazilia. Oh my god. And it seemed as if they had been lured to the barn one at a time where they were each brutally attacked and murdered before being stacked one by one in a neat pile. ...and covered with some sort of a blanket, tarp, sheet, something.
0: Holy shit.
1: So the only two people missing are Maria, the new maid, and two-year-old Joseph. So the men rush to the home, this time breaking in the door... ...only to find both Joseph and Maria brutally murdered as well. Joseph was in his bassinet, covered up by one of Victoria's dresses... And Maria was in her room, covered up by her own bedding. The men were in shock, terrified, and sick at this discovery. I mean, this was a horrifying scene. But what made them even more disgusted was the fact that the family had been clearly dead for some time, yet it was obvious that someone had been operating the farm they were feeding the animals they were living in the home keeping it heated they were tending to the farm meaning whoever had done this could still be on the property right then and had been living there since murdering the family So immediately, these men rush home and they call for help. Inspector George Ringruber and his department took over the case initially and began their investigation, which was incredibly hard to get off the ground due to the amount of contamination at the scene from friends, neighbors, family members essentially storming the farm, eating the food in the kitchen as they're mourning their families waiting in the house which the house is a crime scene what so after like five which we know this happened all the time back then like they would not shut down crime scenes like they do today where it's like you got to get the fuck out i don't care you know back then it'd be like so the oh.
0: family was just sitting in the kitchen eating but i guess
1: since you didn't have like forensic a lot of forensic evidence True. it didn't really matter to you this caused a lot of problems um so finally after getting getting the scene shut down and everyone the hell out of there the first order of business was to perform the autopsies and I don't know if this was because of the times or because of it, how hard it was to get the scene shut down slash get the bodies I, I don't or maybe how big of a case this became really quickly because it kind of immediately is reporting on you know it's a big deal right they decided that it was best that they perform the autopsies in the family barn where the bodies were discovered According to Sonia Vatomsky's reports, the autopsies were performed by the court physician, which was like the coroner, medical examiner, Dr. Johan Baptist Amuller. And these are his findings. And I, I need to give you guys a trigger warning for discussion of autopsy details, findings of both the children and the adults. 63-year-old Andreas had been beaten so brutally that his face was almost unrecognizable because of the amount of caked blood and, quote, shredded flesh. my God. Only thing that they could see for sure on his face in terms of features were his cheekbones that were protruding. 72-year-old Cazalia had seven blunt force trauma injuries to her head that resulted in her skull cracking along with signs of strangulation. 35-year-old Victoria's skull was also crushed with nine, quote, star-shaped wounds and signs of being hit on the right side of her face with a separate blunt force object or blunt object.
0: Star-shaped, like a brand? Is that what you mean? Yeah,
1: kind of like that. Seven-year-old Cazalia's face and neck were covered in large, quote, gaping circular wounds, leaving her lower jaw completely shattered. Oh, my God. Two-year-old Joseph was killed in his sleeping bassinet. While asleep, he was uh, hit with, quote, one heavy blow to his face by a blunt object. And Maria was killed by crosswise blows to her head in her bedroom so like someone basically got on top of her and was just the fuck who did this investigators and Dr. Mueller determined that the weapon used in all of these attacks looked to be a pickaxe of some sort but later it was determined that it was a matic which looks like a pickaxe but it has like a horizontal cutting cutting blade on one side and then a vertical axe blade on the other as well as a pen knife another trigger warning because I'm about to give you an awful detail that About a child, so uh, you can skip forward right now. I'm going to try and make it quick, so I think the 30 seconds would be good. They also determined that all family members had likely died instantly due to the, quote, expertly delivered blows from the mattock, end quote, except for seven-year-old Kazelia. She had been knocked unconscious initially, but later awoke and lied under her family in the straw for several hours awake and in shock prior to her death. And she was so distraught that she was ripping out clumps of her own hair. Yeah. And oddly enough though, the family dog, which was a Pomeranian watchdog, and all of the farm animals were totally unharmed. Not a single scratch on them. And what I mean by that is, all of the animals had been fed at their proper times, They had been let out and put back up several times. The hearth fires had been repeatedly lit for them and put out. And they, like, the whole farm had been tended to as if business is normal.
0: Fuck. Someone's seriously sick.
1: And whoever had done this had also taken care of themselves, cooking meals with the family's food, cleaning around the house after eating sleeping in the family's beds and the list goes on from the looks of it it seemed as if these people because clearly this had to be more than one had been there as early as the very morning that the family was discovered by the search party
0: and possibly could have been there when they were there right
1: possibly and ran away when they found out that the cops were coming
0: Holy shit.
1: All that investigators were able to say for sure, other than the weapons that were used, which were still missing at this point in time, was that the family was murdered on the night of Friday, March 31st, 1922, or in the early morning hours of Saturday, April 1st, 1922. Less than a year after the murders, the farm was completely demolished. During this, they uncovered some additional evidence, which included one of the weapons. Hidden in the attic wall of the family home. Oh, my God. Which was a mattock. And then the pin knife was found underneath the hay in the barn. Oh so God. someone was in that attic.
0: Yeah, that was no ghost. Right.
1: So before we go on, though, I just want to take a second to discuss some pretty key things that I'm sure you guys, just like I, immediately noticed when going through this. Number one. This was very personal. This attack was so brutal, hands-on, repeated overkill. Mm -hmm. The bodies, the way that they were, and the fact that they were covered up after the fact, this is personal. It was planned, number two. The weird things that led up to the murder, this clearly shows that this was premeditated and very well watched. They were being watched and had been for at least six months because that's what we know made the the other maid. maid leave. And then lastly, this was someone that knew the family very well and was very trusted by the family because like why would you take care of the animals how would you know to take care of the animals you've been there and there was very little signs of a struggle to get in the house outside mm-hmm. the, like no matter what from what i can tell and of course from what i've read plus like comfortable enough that you stayed on the property for that long knowing that no one was going to come yeah weird and then also like They knew how to take care of their animals. They knew the animal's feeding schedules. They knew what they needed to do around the farm to keep the farm going. Right. So, like, what was their end goal with that? Were they going to just continue operating the farm? Right, live there? Live there and, like, take over it at some point or what? Because four days had gone by and the bodies hadn't been moved. The fuck is going on? And then another thing before we move on, you guys are going to be enraged. And this is basically like a spoiler, but I want to just go ahead and rip the band-aid off because the discussions we're having next. um, This is unsolved. And fuck really, off. for one reason, the investigation was so fucking shit, dude. Yeah. They literally did not get a single fingerprint from the house because they didn't take them, not because they couldn't find one, because they didn't look for them. And um, the family's skulls were removed and sent to Munich for, quote, further examination and testing, but to also use clairvoyance to have them talk. I don't know what, what the fuck was going on. What? Yeah, that... And I first thought that that was, like, some psychotic, like, not real thing being reported on. But I went and, like, checked that that's, like, the reason. They said, like, other than, you know, forensics and stuff. And But, like, I don't understand why only the head.
0: Maybe it was, like, um, something that was heavily being
1: research then i i don't know i have no idea yeah i I don't really know but either way like along with the skulls and all of the evidence that they were able to collect in this case which was little well
0: and let's talk about the fact that they did the autopsies in the barn
1: yeah like anything that they had that they kept was actually lost or destroyed during world war ii so I think that plays a very large role in the inconsistencies. So basically, all we have left to discuss because uh, what I just told you are theories. But before we do that, I have to give you some witness reports from potential like sus or potential suspects slash like witness reports that people called police about in the days leading up. So on April first at three a.m. So in the morning. So this would have been like around the time, if not just happened that they got murdered. Um, a guy named Simon R. I can't pronounce his last name because I there's a letter in here I've never seen.
0: Oh, it's that B.
1: Yeah, that B looking thing. I have no idea. Ry I
0: have no idea. I have
1: no idea. Uh Uh, but Ryblander. Simon Reblandered. Blander. Uh he was a local farmer and butcher in the area. So he was on his way home near brunen which i think is just like nearby like on the other sides of the woods maybe that backed up to the family's farm and as he's walking home or driving or whatever he was doing because you guys know we have no idea what cars looked like in the right. 20s right did they do horse and buggy? we have then? no idea I don't know. um but as he's on his way home right Warring, he... roaring 20s right gatsby they had cars they had cars for sure and Dang they God. were all made in germany so yeah. like they definitely they had, had cars. cars in germany okay, yeah. Um, but he sees. Um, there was a mechanic earlier in this. The, yeah, there's Emily girls. Good luck. Um. So, anyways, he sees these two quote mysterious figures standing at the edge of the forest. And I guess the strangers noticed him first because they immediately turned around so that his their faces could not be seen. When the next day he heard about the murders, he immediately was like, holy shit, that's a direct line to their house. <laughs> so he calls the police and he's like, I think that these strangers might be involved, but nothing ever came of it. But then on the night after the murders, so Saturday, April 1st, so literally 24 hours after Simon saw this, this guy named Michael... I'm not even gonna try this time happened to be passing by the Kaifik farm and he saw or could see or observed that the oven had been on because I guess like it was the you know goes to the chimney it had been on it had been heated up by someone and then out of nowhere as he's like looking at this this person like approaches him with a lantern and blinds him so he's like let me get the fuck out of here and starts like kind of booking it but it wasn't the smoke that caught his eye from the fireplace it was the awful quote revolting smell that was coming from it that made him look to see what was burning and this incident was not followed up and no investigation was conducted to determine if anything had been burned in the oven that night and it just was again gone the fuck? what was he burning no one knows But they would have been dead at that point. So whoever it was was in there cooking something or doing something. But we know that the family members were not burned. Right. Really odd. Close. But like, why didn't they look in the fucking oven, Ash? Right. Again, like... What the hell were they doing? Anyways, so fast forward a few years. It's now May 1927. It's like mid-May 1927. A stranger was said to have, quote, stopped at a residence at midnight nearby I guess and asked the owner of the house this man about the murders and was like hey do you have where's that murder place at like basically I, I don't know what he said back maybe like hey fuck off like those are our friends you know like this is a small community it's like a neighbor's house right I, I don't know if something like broke out or if he just was like fuck off I don't know but this person's this random man began shouting that he was a murderer and like stripped his clothes and ran into the woods well, that sounds like our guy yeah A little bit. but um they never were able to identify find looked into this they never did that the fuck? I, I i don't know but i do have some theories for you at first everyone thought that this was the most common explanation which we went on and on and on about in the beginning robbery gone wrong we could i could Soccer, list off yeah one I could of their lives wanted their, wanted house, their, their money yeah type of thing. Um, but pretty quickly that was debunked because of how personal everything was and the other factors that we've gone on about that just proved that that this was not a robbery at all nothing was even really stolen from the house right so this is not a robbery so obviously investigators in the public when i say the public i mean the rumor mill had been looking deeper and digging deeper into the family and they found some shocking shit dude everything i'm about to say is a legend and we are only discussing it because they're theories, and this is a theory section. And this is a true crime, paranormal, and conspiracy theory podcast.
0: It is. It is. It sounds like this is a good place for you to s- tell us. It then. sounds
1: like you're listening to Creeps and Crimes podcast. It sounds
0: like this is the right platform. It sounds like for it's in you. the fucking name, Creeps and Crimes. Okay, no conspiracy is not in the name.
1: Uh, Creeps is conspiracy. We all know that. Creeps and theories and crimes. Creeps, <laughs> Creeps, theories, creeps crimes. theories, crimes. That's CTC. it. CTC. It's pretty cute. Um. So.
0: If that means anything, I don't know. So, don't
1: well, we know what it means. It means creeps, theories, and crimes. Creeps, theories, and crimes. Yeah. So there's that. Okay. Sorry. Everything I'm about to say is a legend. All these theories pretty much revolve around two family members, Victoria and her dad, Andrea. Okay. So first, some backstory. Victoria's husband, Carl Gabriel. I was wondering about him. Yeah. He was reportedly killed during the First World War in December of 1914 as a result of a getting shot during an attack in Arras, Arras, France. However, his body was never recovered and returned to the family. At the time of his death, Victoria was pregnant with their first child, Caselia, who was born in 1915. So he was born in, I mean, he died in ni- December 14. of 1914. She was born in early 1915. Her son though, Joseph, who was two at the time of the murder, was born in 1919. That would not make him two, would it? When were 20, 21 22 he three. was about to turn three so he's about to turn three he was born in 1919 so he has a different daddy he's got a different dad and many people speculate that carl her husband did not die and was somehow saved and found victoria and the family and got back to them only to see that she had had another child that did not belong to him and he broke and killed them all this is obviously disputed by his fellow soldiers who testified that they saw him die. And they, right. they were torn apart, not able to carry him on and return him to his family. So let's say it wasn't him. Let's take Carl completely out of the picture other than that timeline. And we know that Joseph's father, we don't know who that is, but it's not him. A lot of people think that whoever Joseph's father was murdered the family and is still unknown to this day. We, we don't oh, know wow. who his biological father is. But many people speculated that Joseph's father was actually Lorenz Schittenbaum or whatever his name was. The guy who sent his sons over and then led the search party, the next door neighbor. and discovered the bodies. He lived only 100 yards away from the farm where he operated his own farm. But people believe this because Lorenz and Victoria had publicly been dating and made it known that they were planning on getting married, not to mention they both referred to Joseph as their son.
0: Oh, shit. Yeah.
1: And allegedly they were making plans to get married. But then Andreas, her dad, was like, fuck, no, you're not. And canceled everything.
0: And a farmer knows how to take care of farm animals. They're next
1: door neighbors. And
0: what's a farmer's favorite
1: thing? farm animals and their safety and their well-being and they're totally fine andrea says you guys can't be together we're not doing this he ends their relationship and immediately after lorenz goes and marries this other woman and she was who was living with him at the time that all this happened but why would he want to murder them
0: right you know like what what especially victoria because if it was her dad
1: and his own son right right if that was really joseph's dad like why would he want to do that well just before their murders unfortunately lorenz and his new wife had a newborn baby and it unexpectedly died in its sleep oh shit. very awful and it was said that there was also going on at this same time victoria's mad because he moved on so quickly and she's pregnant she's having a baby and you know, he just like moved on. So she was kind of going after him for child support of some kind. And there was a big dispute going on with Victoria and Lorenz about child support at the time that their child passed away. So many speculate that something happened and Lorenz just
0: snapped.
1: snapped, And it was just too much. And he murdered the whole family, which would explain his lack of worry to or the persons that whoever did this lack of speed to want to get out of there like let let me get the fuck out of here let me but why is he cooking he's got a house down the road who knows maybe he's getting hungry over there and he's working and he's just cleaning up around the house but he would have known how to take care of their farm he would have known that he's the only neighbor within a close distance that would you know have to raise the alarm about them and maybe he realized when Albert was there and everyone was talking about the fact that the little girl had missed school and everyone had missed Sunday school. He was He's like, like, I have Fuck, to get in front of this. Yeah, I got a call, which is why he sent his sons first to go look and then when they didn't find anything called around said I think something's really wrong I need to have witnesses with me and then the two men that were with him said that when he discovered the bodies they were like screaming crying throwing up he was totally fine handling them moving them around checking for pulses but then let's go back and just realize that we have no idea how any of us would react in a situation like that but if you saw your girlfriend your ex-girlfriend and uh, your child that you share with her deceased like you might not go into a fit of rage. You might be thinking, oh, my God, maybe there's something I can do to save them. Right. Right. And so we have no idea how anybody would react in a situation like that. So I don't necessarily hold that over anyone, which it's been a learning process and we've all been doing it together over here on Creeps and Crimes, but there's that. Uh, Because of all of this, Lorenz was intensely interrogated many times over the years, like over and over and over again. But investigators basically determined that he was likely not involved but if he was, they couldn't prove it, so there's wow. nothing that they could do. And the last theory, I I'm don't, just not feeling like it's him. Yeah, I don't know, but I do think his actions are weird. I do too, and I but like think, I just don't know.
0: I do think he would take care of the animals, mm-hmm. but I just I would I just need more detail into why. But he it kind of would snap. make sense
1: why he would full if he did snap, covering up their bodies. Mm-hmm. That would make sense because he would like, come to him and be like, "What the fuck did I just do?" Yeah. But then again, if this was something that he snapped and accidentally did, he would not be able to maintain but his like, composure. like, why would,
0: I mean, maybe the house was haunted and all of that was just like.
1: Someone had been in there for sure. But like, why would he be stalking them like that? Maybe to see what Victoria was doing. Yeah. If she was seeing someone else. But I but have. Maybe she was. An explanation for that. Because like we said, Lorenz clearly thought that Joseph was his son. Mm-hmm. But many people don't think that Joseph was actually his son. Trigger warning for some really disturbing details I'm about to go into that involve S A and a few other disturbing things. Um, I'm not going to go into exacts, okay? But the last theory, I just don't know if it's, if I would even consider it a theory or more so a fact of something that could have resulted in their murders. But this is a proven, like it's on records, okay? So many people believe that Kazalia, seven-year-old Kazalia and two-year-old Joseph did not belong to Carl Lawrence that they actually were the children of Andreas. I knew you were going to say that. Yeah, their grandfather. According to reports that were uncovered years later, um, in 1914, when Cazelia was conceived, both Andreas and Victoria were charged with incest. And he was sentenced to one year in prison. She was sentenced to one month in prison. And it was also widely known that he and he had like other families around. And the rumor was no one knew for sure, but the rumor was he had another family on his very road. So if Lorenz would have learned this, it maybe would have made him jealous that it was her father that broke them up and like he just lost his shit.
0: Also thinking of it as like a um, like a. I don't know how to say this like an extremist View mm-hmm. someone found that Out about a family living mm-hmm. in their vicinity mm-hmm. And they it is not Went and murdered Accepted them. and they needed They felt Like they needed to get Rid of the incest family
1: yeah Because that's fucked yeah yeah So that's the end of that trigger warning But Damn. I'm gonna wrap up here The case remains unsolved to this day But I wanted to end on something That really stuck out to me in I mentioned her several times because her article was so good. But Sonia Vitomsky's article that she wrote for Mental Floss. It was incredibly detailed with great sources that I could um, go through. But the way she ended it really stuck out to me. And I want to read it verbatim to you guys. So this is an exact quote. In 2007, the local police academy took over the murders in a cold case unit. Because of the relatively basic forensic techniques employed during the original investigation, as well as missing evidence and the later deaths of some other suspects that they had, they were unable to conclusively identify the murderer, though they all did agree on a single theory as to what happened. However, out of respect for the surviving family members, to the people that are related to this crime, the theory remains a secret. Secret. At this point, it seems unlikely that the public will ever know who committed these murders or why. Whatever secrets of the Gruber family kept in life and death, they now slumber alongside of them in their graves. And that's a case.
0: Oh wow.
1: So they found something.
0: Yeah, I don't want to speculate
1: too much. Yeah, I'm not I going don't know to who's either around who Well, I have no idea like what what I can't even go much further into what I'm thinking. You know, like yeah, what I'm thinking is pretty much laid out there in all the theories but um, what I found weird is that it was that they said that they were doing this out of respect to anyone that's been related to this crime not the victims they didn't say related to the victims they said related to the crime true so that's that was odd to me and then also the way that we I didn't I couldn't find if the family like the Gruber family had any more family in the area and I try to go back on Ancestry but I can't read German on there to see like if any other family members lived in the area but I don't think that they, this wasn't like a family par- farm that was passed mm-hmm. down like this was a farmer that came and was like okay I'll farm this land right so like likely they weren't from the area They this was probably like you know generations of farmers and they go off and they have their own family farms
0: damn I have no idea uh,
1: yeah me either it was just so bizarre Because and, and this one's really weird because the reason I even like came i've never heard of this case before but the reason i came across it was because it is believed that this crime is connected to the this Veliska, this axe
0: murders yes so it looks like that's what we're covering next week
1: right like we should because what and i'll when if we do really do do it next week because i really will if we do it next week I, i'll tell you what the connection is uh between there's like a person in common of it yeah there's like Whoa. yeah from what i was reading so i don't know for sure but i do know that there is a connection whether it's a copycat inspiration type of thing but there was like a specific person that was mentioned to say like they were around at this time and They were around this time.
0: that's interesting
1: yeah I'm, we've never covered that we need to cover that let's yeah, just cover do. it next week fuck we don't know if we're actually gonna do that Calm don't down. want us to see that yeah because well every time we say that we don't even want to do it anymore once we say we're going to do it
0: but that's my case you covered it very well.
1: I'm very sorry. I really don't feel like I did. I was panicking no, the whole I, time.
0: I like. Thanks. I hate saying like that's my favorite case. I hate yeah. saying that, but I, I think it, I really like that one. <laughs>
1: well, good. I, I? I
0: hate that I liked
1: it, but I'm like. Yeah, it's just well, we've been in a investigative mood lately, and by we, I mean me, and I've forced it upon you. Yeah. All page Patreon's so fucking done. They're like, will you, for the love of God, bitch, cover something solved so we could sleep at night?
0: Yeah. Got my gears turning. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Love you guys.
1: Love you guys.
0: Bye.